The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us today is a senator from the great state of Wisconsin, Senator Tammy Baldwin. Thank you so much for joining. How are you? Good morning. I am well, and I hope all your listeners are too. Lots of heavy things to talk about, though. Yeah, no, I mean, in the in the first hour, we did a lot of calls and and people, I think, are very much processing and reeling, um, not just because of, of this week's horrific massacre, but also because we just had one, uh, another massacre at the grocery store in Buffalo at the top yes. of the grocery store. And so I think, you know, we were, were it's sort of like whiplash from one horrific tragedy to the next. And also all of this is unfolding in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, there's a war in Ukraine. It feels a lot like um, some things are coming apart at the seams. Um, it just feels overwhelming day to day. So yes. I just try to take it one one minute at a time. Like do I focus on one thing at a time usually is how I try to do it. Um, because if you um, try to put wrap your arms around all of it, it can be um, overwhelming. My first question is just how are how are you feeling processing the tr- horrific school shooting, the worst school shooting in a decade? in El Valde, Texas. I mean, the Senate has gone back and forth. Senator Schumer first said he was not going to put a bill on the floor. He may have changed that. I, I saw late last night. Um, but from your vantage point in this moment, um, you know, what's your reaction to this tragedy? What do you think can and should be done um, in the United States Senate to prevent as much as possible this kind of tragedy from happening again? Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm heartbroken in terms of just the reaction to um, what we, what we all saw. And again, so immediately on the, on the heels of um, a horrific act of domestic terrorism in, in Buffalo, New York, it, I mean, it's just, it, it is hard to, uh, to process all of this. And I think, uh, you know, so empathetically about parents everywhere, um, you know, and, and, and their children, you know, worrying about uh, sending their kids to school. I mean, my goodness, um, that should be uh, next to home, the, the safest place around for, for, for parents and children. And, the fact that it's not, and children of this era go through active shooter drills. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, this dates me, but the only drills I ever went through were uh, uh, tornado and mm-hmm. fire, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, 
that was not as terrifying as, right. as I can imagine this is. Okay, so what, what do we do? Uh, I think we have to push for common sense uh, gun safety uh, uh, measures that are embraced by nearly 90% of all Americans, including gun-owning Americans. Um, so that includes background checks. That includes uh, red flag laws. Uh, that I think should include uh, not allowing um, uh, underage folks to have assault weapons. I, I mean, that includes a, a number of pragmatic things we can do that do not run afoul of the Second Amendment. Right. Um, and uh, we should just put every senator on record time and time again. Obviously, we want to bring these to the floor so that they will pass. But we also want to bring these to the floor so that American voters can understand that you know, days after a tragedy like this, where their senators stand. I mean, I think that it, it, it really is important in a moment like this to know where your particular representative stands, because, you know, this status quo is not acceptable. Like, I mean, we were just having an in-depth conversation with a constitutional law expert from Brown um, who uh, did, you know, in-depth analysis of the fact that the way that the Second Amendment is being interpreted is, is actually wrong um, at right. Heller in 2008. So, so again, there, it's complicated. And not everybody out there is a constitutional law scholar, but understand that this status quo is not acceptable. I don't care. I mean, at a certain point, not that I don't care what the Constitution says. I don't think the Constitution says what it, they think it says. And it's leading to massacres of little children in school. And that is, an, is a status quo that is intolerable. In terms of the steps and solutions, you mentioned common sense gun reforms. I want to sort of demystify that when people say that, you know, sort of phrase and, and sort of get down to the specifics. Um, what specific policies? We know H.R. 8 is one of the bills that has been passed through the House that is um, potentially could be voted on in the Senate. Um, talk about what that bill would do and, and the potential impact um, it would have um, in, in helping prevent so many of these tragedies from occurring. Yeah, so the, the, the specific policies that I was just mentioning include universal background checks. Universal background checks seems like, I mean, this is the one that has 90% support among uh, citizens, including uh, uh, gun owners. And it, it, it acknowledges the fact that there are a significant percentage of uh, gun purchases that go on without any sort of background check. And this would require everybody to go through a background check, whether they're purchasing a gun at a gun store where they're regularly conducted or at a gun show or um, online or uh, from a relative or friend. And, you know, closing this uh, 
loophole that exists uh, would keep guns out of the hands of uh, folks who are not eligible to uh, to own one. Um, secondly, uh, the red flag laws that we have talked about address um, you know not being able to possess a gun during a time of crisis and allowing uh, uh, folks to um, alert law enforcement that there is some sort of crisis going on. Um, that it seems to me would significantly reduce some of the uh, violent acts and massacres that we see. Um, there's so many others, you know, increasingly uh, we're seeing uh, uh, what they call ghost guns, mm -hmm. which are guns that are the product of a 3D printer um, and that are made of uh, hard plastics and aren't detectable in uh, most of the metal detectors that you would see, say, at an airport or uh, in a in a building where secured access is is required, it, 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 these are just so common sense. And again, I feel firmly that they don't run afoul of the Second Amendment. I mean, one of the things that you said there that's so so critically important for folks to understand is that ninety percent of of Americans, and it, and that even includes Republican voters, it includes gun owners. You know, NRA members, they support the majority of them support the universal background checks um, piece of this. And I think that often from the gun lobby, they want um, us to believe that this is a this is a very divisive issue, This that gun safety reform, um, you know, it's a 50 50 issue. You know, one America is on one side of the issue. The other the other person wants, you know, unlimited guns at Walmart. Um, but that's not actually the case. Speak to the importance then of of a message vote, right? We've we've heard Majority Leader Schumer talk about, um, you know, putting forward these bills on the Senate floor that will not pass because of the filibuster. So again, that's a whole other debate and conversation. I think a lot of folks listening to Progress this morning would love for 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 the Senate and you guys in the Senate to get rid of the filibuster, um, because so many of these crises are existential, and I feel like. It's an emergency. Break glass. That's the moment to get rid of the filibuster. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the message that you think a vote on guns um, could send um, when, you know, folks like Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins that pretend to be moderate um, still end up on the side of the Republicans. I mean, what message could a vote like that send to the American people? How important do you think it is? And are you are you willing to? not go on recess. I mean, I feel like every, you know, that's one of the things that keeps coming up today as, as sort of the debate over what to do about the vote happens right before everybody goes home for Memorial Day. Yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to figure out which part of that question. To I'm sorry. The, but, essentially but, the question is what's the message? What's what, yeah. what why, right. why is the no, message no, no, no. vote so important and what is the message? Um, but but I, that would I want to be on record answering every aspect of this. And, and so, yeah, I'm willing to, if we could fix this and, and again, not any one of the policies we talked about will not stop any, uh, you know, will not stop gun violence in, in America, but they will 
be meaningful uh, advancements in our ability to tackle this. And, mm-hmm. and there are things that other advanced countries have done immediately after one senseless, horrendous act. Uh, you know, they've eliminated assault weapons. They've, you know, they've taken action um, that has minimized the chances of these things happening again. And we just, we have to, uh, we have to act. But okay, what will uh, a vote that we know won't pass do? It'll put every senator on record where they stand. Do they stand with, um, you know, the American people and the overwhelming majority of uh, of voters, or do they uh, stand with the NRA or the gun manufacturers or whoever is, you know, uh, exercising the 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 influence on a particular issue. Secondly, um, you know, we did have a vote on not eliminating the filibuster, but reforming it. It was around voting rights. Um, it was, you know, several months ago. But I think that vote um, that says the minority party should not be able to veto these critically important measures, whether it's um, voting rights, uh, criminal justice reform, uh, uh, gun safety, uh, uh, the Women's Health Protection Act. Um, we need to show that we need just a handful of additional Democrats in the U.S. Senate to be able to get these things done. Um, and I think that reform of the filibuster uh, would do the job just as powerfully as elimination of it. But regardless, we have got to uh, say that when you know critical, critical issues are at stake, we've got to be able to act. And uh, current Senate rules don't allow us to do that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... <laughs> It's one of the most frustrating things happening right now. Um, I have to be honest. It's like, you know, yes. there's a majority in the United States Senate and then still there's a not in the Constitution, not really um, written down in any of the founding documents, just a rule. Um, but that is preventing um, so much progress. And, and when it's a majority of the American people um, that are that want a particular thing, it, it feels so out out of line with sort of the intention of, of what we thought this democracy yeah. was when we, when we can't get, you know, our elected officials to act on those, those desires. Um, in terms of the coming fight, um, and this is just the last question, because I know that you have to go because you're Senator, very busy. Um, <laughs> but the last question before we go, I mean, we've all been processing before these two horrific sh- shootings, um, the impact and the potential um, fallout uh, from the end of Roe v. Wade because we had the draft opinion earlier this month leak. Um, and we were just talking to a constitutional law scholar about not just the current rights that could be stripped away if the ruling's draft opinion becomes the ruling, um, but also what follows gay rights and other privacy um, rights, uh, according to uh, the analysis and the reasoning and the Lido's draft opinion. So speak to in the next um, you know, a few months up until the midterm elections, as we're all processing um, the impact of this decision, um, what what you think the Senate can do um, and what you think 
uh, you as a senator uh, can do to help uh, <laughs> um, the American people who are going to be most personally impacted um, by the, the end of Roe versus Wade? Well, first of all, I um, am a co-lead on the uh, Women's Health Protection Act, which uh, we brought to the floor for a vote. Uh, it did not pass, but again, it was a, a, a measure that codifies Roe versus Wade, but also takes the necessary additional step of um, making it clear that states cannot pass these laws that have been promulgated over the last many years uh, to uh, put huge obstacles in the way of women who are um, trying to access uh, their, their reproductive rights and, and abortion care. And um, so that was a, an important, uh, again, vote to show where everyone stands on the issue. Um, but I think the next really necessary thing to do is continue educating and highlighting. Um, there's a draft opinion, uh, but there's going to be a real opinion that follows it. And um, it has huge, uh, huge implications uh, with regard to women's rights. And uh, it, it will mean that uh, a generation, this next generation of uh, of people will have fewer rights than their mothers and grandmothers. I mean, it is, um, it, it, it's hard to, uh, it's hard for this generation to recall because they are, um, they weren't in the generation of pre Roe versus Wade where um, abortion was, uh, illegal and unsafe. Um, and so, so we have that real reality. And so we have to educate and organize. And frankly, you know, it, it helps to uh, come to this, uh, this position from, uh, from a background of organizing, right. um, because that's exactly what we're going to have to do. Uh, and, and, Assuming the outcome uh, based on the draft uh, leaked opinion, uh, it's going to be a long fight and we've got to uh, gear up for it. I, I, I love that you grounded that in organizing. My first job um, in politics was as a field organizer for President Obama in Virginia. So I love the shout out to organizing. It is it is the way, it is the pathway, especially in a democracy. Um, and we all have to pass the baton, you know, take rest, pass the baton to the next person, because as you said, it is a long fight ahead. Senator Tammy Baldwin, thank you so much for being here this morning um, and for, for all the work that you do uh, for your constituents. It's been really great to have you on this morning. We hope we'll have you back soon. Um, please stay safe and thank you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday. 